Hello, and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Bo North. And I'm Megan Sunday. On this show, we are discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series, chapter by chapter. And this week, we are back to talk about chapters five and six, just as soon as we finish this round of polling for Trout. What a great game. What fun these children have. <laughs> it does not sound fun to me. I am not in love with the idea of just letting a bunch of sand trout latch themselves onto my arm. And then going like, hee 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 And then kill them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd like to think that that's part of the reason that uh, Gani is just like, no, that's not true. Because she's like, shit, we've just been <laughs> killing them. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, we've, we've been killing our god. Which is some heavy existential stuff to be dealing with. <laughs> you know, when you're nine. When you're nine. Even, even if you are preborn. <laughs> they I just mean, like to you've hang got out. Generations and generations of Fremen consciousness in your head telling you, like, that is your God. <laughs> and you're Oops. just putting him in the dehydrator. <laughs> oh, it's too bad. But that is not yet. First, we have to deal with a whole lot of other, a different kind of generational trauma, which is just, oh, parenting choices. Oh, my God. Yeah. Let's let's get started. All right. But first, we have an epigraph. It's we're back. The preacher is back. He's got some stuff for us to talk Mm -hmm. about. He's got a lot of thoughts, writing a lot of essays. (laughs) I'd like to know where these are getting published. This is some sort of like... Alexandra Hamilton pamphlet situation. Or maybe like he found the Arakeen hatchet or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh the patch.com slash Arakeen. Oh, sure, sure. It's radish. Arakeen radish. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a blog, a medium. You have to pay though. <laughs> the Fremen must return to his original faith, to his genius in forming human communities. He must return to the past where that lesson of survival was learned in the struggle with Arrakis. The only business of the Fremen should be that of opening his soul to the inner teachings. The worlds of the Imperium, the Landsrad, and the Chome Confederacy have no message to give him. They will only rob him of his soul. Okay. The Preacher at Arakeen. Talk about some born again, I <laughs> am just renouncing all that other shit nonsense. You know what? Shut up, Paul. <laughs> Paul, we know it's you. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. And just, hush. Just shut up. You don't get to, like, fuck off, leave your your 15-year-old sister to do your job, mm-hmm. and raise your two children, your two weird children. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did she have to raise her stepkids all by herself, but they're weird. They're weird mm-hmm. AF. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's not fair. It's not cool. Paul just needs to, like, I don't know, sit down, be quiet, let the desert do what it was supposed to do. You know, we talk we talk a lot about how much uh, Star Wars owes to Dune, but mm. honestly, I mean, Luke and Leia turned out a little better yeah, than these two weirdos. Say, like, <laughs> Leia, which... particularly, was getting shit done. Yeah, like, I was going to say, like, which universe has worse parenting? And I guess I'd have to say Dune. Because Leia is a good example. But then and again, also, I mean... Le- Leo did... Leia... Leo. <laughs> Leia did end up making... You know, she didn't make him, but, you know, Kylo Ren. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a secondary generation <laughs> of, of stuff. But also, I mean, 
it's not Padme's fault that she died. <laughs> I I disagree. Well, Padme okay. Just like I'm just gonna die because I feel eh. like it. <laughs> <laughs> I made bad choices. Yeah, like there's she's never given any physical reason why she died. She died. No, they really didn't think that. A one broken through. heart. Oh my god. Get, give me a fucking break. You have two children. That happens in a one of the VC Andrews series too. Is that the mom of the main characters just kind of dies after she has them? She's just sort of like, oh, uh. <laughs> like I give I up. I mean, like with Cheney, you could see it because you knew it was going to be a difficult birth. Oh yeah, that was an actual problem. Padme yeah. had like seventeen droids there. I know. Obi Wan just who doesn't want to have Obi Wan as their birthing coach? I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that I'd want him seeing all that, but it's like once you've seen it, you know. <laughs> You're just getting off the table afterwards, like, hey, you've seen yeah, it all. Hey, you've baby, seen it all. Hey, <laughs> let's talk about this. I've made some poor choices, but it's I, cool. I'm gonna jump in real quick and just mm. give a quick. This is so off topic. I'm just gonna give a quick recommend. I think they're called the. Oh fuck the. Aural Knots. Uh, it's a YouTube series where they have recut like all of the prequel movies <laughs> into this <laughs> completely different story where like Padme is just really thirsty for Obi Wan. <laughs> I mean, and uh, Anakin is constantly constantly being cock blocked, and three uh, PO is an evil mastermind. It's pretty great. Ah, uh, I love fandom. He has this little song, and it's like, it's baby time, because he's going to steal the babies. <laughs> it's like, it's baby time. It's baby, baby time. Like, Josh, our friend Josh Hollis introduced me to this series, and we constantly, like, my husband and I are constantly going around singing, it's baby time. It's baby time. I mean, we don't have children. We're not going to have children. We just like the song. Well, anyway. maybe someday uh, some dude that you used to know will show up at your house and be like, ah, uh, here's this baby. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Their mom just kind of decided to die, and we're just gonna need you to raise this kid. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna say mm, no, thanks. <laughs> That's, yeah, you gotta you gotta find somewhere else to put that. You it cannot stay that's, here. Can you imagine if that's what a rule would have been? Just like, nope, peace. I am I out. Mean, I'm amazed she didn't honestly after all the shit she put up with. All that shit, and then, so so this chapter, is chapter five, uh, it's mm. right, we're, everything is coming on right at, at the end of everything else. Right. And this is, Jessica has just arrived, and almost immediately the first thing she does is look at Rulin and think, why does she still look so good? Like, yeah. I don't know, because she's 30. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, like, Lady Jessica's like, oh, I have to wear this stupid black habit. Like, I hate the way it looks on me. I'm looking totally old. Even though I'm like what forty five, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, oh, she's so she looks so much older now, and this this Abba is not flattering to her, you know, her red hair or whatever. And it's just like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need this? Like every woman being obsessed with her appearance, or at least this very important female character. It's it's also not even so much the one character obsessed with their appearance it's that all the female characters are consistently obsessed with the other female characters appearances it's just not and realistic yeah i don't spend the majority of my time like seeing people and going well, what is this about 
I don't know, Megan. I see pictures of you. I'm like, fuck, Megan. She looks so pretty. Damn it. <laughs> Why does she look so young? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to steal her youth and vigor. <laughs> There's no vigor. There's only, it's only a smooth face because I eat a lot of carbs. That's the thing. Uh, people like, say mm. like, wow, you really don't look your age. I'm like, yeah, it's because I'm fat. Yeah, <laughs> I just I fill out all get, those wrinkles. They it's don't great. get wrinkles. <laughs> Drink a lot of water, kids. Do it now. Right. Do it now. Because <laughs> when you're water at this moment, when you're forty, it's too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's she's wearing this Ava robe because she's like, I gotta make a really good impression on the Fremen. I gotta be like, mm-hmm. remember me? Yeah, she Reverend wants Mother, to, Mother wants of rem- the Messiah. Yeah, remind them all like, hey, this is who I am. Remember, you're Reverend Mother, the the top lady. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> uh, I like how there's a lot of people that are color coded now. We've got she's looking mm-hmm. at it, all the people. There's the the Fremen are, are wearing like gray hoods, and that's Fremen mm-hmm. who've come in from the desert. And she's like, oh, look at them, still doing that thing. Yeah. There's uh, pilgrims wearing white robes. There's like the Society of the Faithful that are wearing green robes. It's like everyone's everyone's in a cult, some brand of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's suddenly really hates Arrakis. <laughs> it's sudden? I wouldn't say it's that sudden. It's, I feel like how venomous it is, is sort of sudden. I mean, she's, she under, I understand, you know, she talks about this is where I lost my son. This is where I lost my Duke. Like that kind of stuff I understand. I just think totally. that there's suddenly this kind of, and it's hot and stupid and still suits are dumb and I hate the desert. It's like, what the? Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. I guess once she got back to Caledon and, you know, saw a stream or something, she was just like, <laughs> fuck that. Yeah. So she's all like, oh, it was more than 20 years that all these things happened. And that, that too is, it's not an, I will, it's not an insubstantial amount of time, but Mm-mm. you know, I haven't had my natural hair color for 20 years, Jessica. Like, let's just yeah. calm yeah. down. And and she's more concerned with, like, it, it kind of annoys me because she's more concerned with, like, what's going on with her mm-hmm. and, like, all the things that she's experiencing rather than, like, I mean, and, and this is exactly, like, she gets there. She, you know, meets meets up with, like, Ollie and her entourage. And, like, right away she's just like, oh, ew, <laughs> about her own kitten. It's like, yeah, you've been gone for 20 years. Yeah, she shows, like, Alia and Arulin show up, and Stilgar, and she's mm-hmm. looking at everybody, and she's like, okay, there's there's Stilgar, oh god, there's Arulin, why she still looks so great, mm-hmm. um, why, why she's still so sexy, <laughs> yeah, and then there's Alia, and she she can immediately tell that Alia has has succumbed to abomination, and I would like to imagine the facial expression that Alia must be making at all times. That mm-hmm. people are just like, mm. yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's immediately just like, oh god, Ew. yeah, just immediately dismissive and like, oh well, she's a lost cause. Where's my grandkids? Like, let me check on them because yikes, this one mm-hmm. is out. Let's move yeah. on. It's like, oh, this is great for everyone. And I understand that there's not 
there's no precedence for getting anyone back from this. Like once you've succumbed to abomination, you're, you're done. Like that's mm-hmm. it. Like you can't get back from that. But geez, you'd think someone would, tr- you know, try to open a book or something and, you know, give it a little look-see. Yeah. Because Hachi Machi, everyone's mm-hmm. like, well, sorry, Alia. Yeah. And it just really, like, it upset me a lot because I'm like, that's your kid. Mm-hmm. That is your child. Your child that you abandoned. And, like, maybe if you had been around, it wouldn't have got, it wouldn't have come to this. And it's it's everyone. It's the twins. It's, mm-hmm. I imagine, you know, Stilgar, Arulin, Duncan. It's everyone. It's just like, oh, it's too bad about Alia. Moving on. It's like, oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, like you guys are her family, and you could check. Nope. All right. Yeah. No one's gonna check. No one's gonna see if there's anything that could be done. No. All right. I know. It's so. It's just. It's infuriating. Like you know. Oh, it's never been done. You guys only brought water to Arrakis and overthrew the entire galactic government. But yeah. No. Impossible things are impossible. <laughs> well, it's not just about Jessica and Alia. Um, Jessica, she pulls off some kind of weird. Uh, she snatches up, like gets her and Gurney like managed to snatch up like a bunch of insurrectionists in the crowd, which was weird. Yeah, she comes out of their their ship and she does this big dramatic like hello, you know, hand I am blessing Raises you all arms. thing. Yeah. And everyone kneels and some people kneel less quickly and they're immediately like, Those people are here to kill me. Like maybe they just are slow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm really tired and my legs hurt. Like, oh are we I kneeling ha- now? Oh, I didn't know we were gonna kneel. <laughs> yeah. Maybe oh. they're new to the religion. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, everyone's kneeling? Oh, okay. Here yeah. we go. And Ollie uh, is pretty pissed about this because nobody consulted her. Yeah, it's still Gar and Gurney were working together. They have a nice mm-hmm. little bro, like, reunion. Lots of hand yeah. clasping. Like, men. And... They're just like, yeah, we knew that was going to happen. Don't worry about it. We got him. And Ollie's like, uh, got who? <laughs> yeah. What just happened? And what? I'm in charge. Can we remember that part? And Ollie is just like, yeah, Stilgar, not cool. Yeah. She's like, where where do your loyalties lie? And he's like, uh, to the children of Muad'Dib. And Jessica's like... Huh, told her. I'm just like, shut up, everybody. Why are you all being so mean? Yeah, she's like, why are why doesn't that fill you with joy? And she's like, it does fill me with joy. There's a lot of staring. Mm-hmm. Well, and apparently, I- Ollie is just glad that now it's all out in the open, and that her mom sees her as she is. I guess. Mm-hmm. Which to me, it was like that is not something I would feel good about. But then again, as you said in the last episode, some of Alia's thoughts are not actually Alia's thoughts. Well, and she's also saying that, you know, she's relieved because it's it's what she's been dreading. Like this is the mm-hmm. one thing that Alia's been dreading is that Jessica will know what's going on with her, and she's noticed that she didn't immediately say like kill her or yeah get rid of her or tell everyone or like run away. And she's mm-hmm. like, all right, status quo maintained. 
like that's cool i can mm-hmm. just be myself and it's like you don't have a self yeah my baby <sighs> and then Rulin and jessica like do a little betty jesuit staring yeah just staring which is how we communicate when we see Absolutely. each other yeah on zoom no, or in no, person no just words needed we're not we're not this talkative in real life no we just we just gaze and <laughs> eat like food <laughs> it's just like a pizza like which is why we're not I, talking i maintain eye contact with you the whole time i'm eating my pizza because that's not weird <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened the last time we saw each other in person everyone we just we were eating dinner and we just stared at each other the whole time and everyone else went guys please this um, has to stop you two are being so- they're doing it again god <laughs> damn it just i want to do that now just at a party just for people to be like wait what's going on? oh boy <laughs> Oh, so there's a couple other people there that Jessica has to, you know, she gives inspects. Oh my god. These dudes, Alia brought her boys. Yeah, she brought her (laughs) little squad. It's Javid. Yes. Or Javid. I don't remember how we were pronouncing that. How do they say it on the audiobook? It's Javid. Javid, okay. Yeah. Uh, And he's the one that we will find out Alia is uh, getting it from. Yeah. And the other one is, here we go. Zabatalef. There you, okay. <laughs> uh, who is, she doesn't like Javid because she's like, I don't like your accent. Mm-hmm. I don't like your face. You give me the creeps. Yeah. Uh, and the other guy is just a little too like, hey, I knew you when I was a kid. I knew your son. Uh, I didn't fight for him. I liked yeah. books instead. Uh, He's a bit of a toady. Yeah. I like that she's so offended that he didn't fight, though, because you'd think that she'd be just as ambivalent respectful about, about like... I figured she'd just be totally ambivalent about that as much as anything else, because... She's the one that always said, like, don't mix your religion and your politics. Mm-hmm. And if someone didn't want to fight for Paul, then she should be like, fine. There's plenty of people who were willing to. There's also a whole paragraph about Jessica just eye-banging Gurney. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's she- like, oh, I prize him above all others. Like, he's so muscular and controlled and yeah his face not great but mm, love this guy look at him like jessica keep walking (laughs) thank god they're not telepathic yeah yeah she's possessive yeah she's very like get a load of this he's loyal he's loyal to me (laughs) yeah we know jessica yeah we get it (laughs) He's loyal to them things. I I know. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that would have, that was probably the most awkward beginning to a relationship of all time. Because Jessica was definitely just like, so what you doing later? And he was like, (laughs) "Uh, I was just going to hang out. Why? You know what it is. They just, they got, you know, they had some of that good Kaladin ale. They were listening to some tunes. Gertie was playing the set. You know, I just totally see her being the instigator and him just being like, wait, what? 
Yeah, him being like, my lady. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fanfic I would never read. Um, Okay, but here's the thing. And I read some weird fanfic. What? We're just Mm. assuming that they're banging, right? I mean, it's. Yeah, but I mean, I think they are. It's pretty explicit. Okay. But, like, Gurney is her bondsman. So, like,. Is was Gurney ever in a position to be like, um, no? <laughs> I don't I like want... that imbalance, imbalance of power there. Granted, but I don't know. That one's tricky because mm. it's not. Le- it's it's. I don't know. It's a separate power dynamic than just if she was his boss. I don't know. Because, but she like, kind of is his boss. But I think it would be a more... Uh, honestly, I think it would be more uneven if she had been married to the Duke. Sure, sure. No, I, I uh, that for sure. They're kind of, I would say, in the eyes of most of the world, kind of peers, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were making a little flowchart of mm-hmm. how House Atreides runs. Okay, I can see that. Uh, they're probably, like, on the same, the same level. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. I just, I, I feel like once you start getting into those sorts of, like, we're all loyal to the same, it starts to get very, like, I don't know where these lines are. <laughs> right. You know, if if it was full on, I mean, you could say the same thing. I mean, honestly, you could say the same thing about Jessica and Leto. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, I don't know. Hmm. Well, you know, I was just curious what you thought of that. I think that at least, especially at the point at which, if we're to assume they began a relationship, they're at that point just old friends who happen to work for the same company. (laughs) Uh, So let's just let them have this. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. And I want them to have this only because someone in Dune needs to have just a nice uncomplicated sexual relationship no i agree just hanging yeah. out occasionally really, we haven't it. had that since uh cheney i would say cheney and paul yeah like yeah. it's just it's not fraught there's no like what's gonna happen with our kids even though jessica could totally still have kids because she is again only like 45 uh it's just you know hey it's a thursday what you want to do yeah uh so they're they're trying to get Jessica. Jessica wants to go and see her grandkids, but everyone's like, "You got to go to this like weird Alia ceremony that we have every day, and it's great and it's a good time and you'll <laughs> love it." And she's like, "I don't want to do that. That's weird." Yeah, I've, I'm not here for any of that shit. I'm here to see my grandkids. Which yeah, are you? But I I do love that she flat out is just like, I think it's bullshit and I don't want to be part of it, and. Zabata Telef is just like, oh, (laughs) what the? I. What? He like faints. (laughs) She calls it priestly nonsense. And he's like, but, 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 but. I think Gurney's actually been kind of a good influence on her. Yeah. She's a little more no nonsense now. Yeah. And then Javi does one of those, you know, he smiles, but it doesn't reach his eyes. So Jessica's Mm. like, yeah, all right, you're no good. Although maybe he just doesn't like your sass, lady. I don't know. (laughs) It's possible. (laughs) If I started assuming everyone who wasn't super into, like, me was a villain, that's, I think, you start going that (laughs) route, that becomes a very dangerous mindset. (laughs) 
Like, oh, don't think I'm charming, eh? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Sorry, I just got a text message. My husband has put googly eyes on a Christmas ball. <laughs> it has a happiness. It has a happiness. And now <laughs> it lives in my house. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. So... Jessica's just like, fine, you know what? I guess I'll go and wave to the people. I don't know what else is happening here. Sure. Something is happening. Uh, there's a lot of hand signals. Because she, she thinks about it. She's like, if I gave Gertie a signal right now, he'd just kill this guy. Yeah, but they. I think they decide that, or she decides that at least he, he seems like she doesn't like him. She knows that. But she thinks that Javid could at least be bought. Uh, which is, you know, she says that could be, she thinks like that could be useful to her mm -hmm. in some way, but I'm like, how? Uh, in what way? Are you just trying to prove to Alia that he's a piece of shit? Like, I think Alia knows that. Yeah. She doesn't care. Alia's like, oh, he'll go far. <laughs> I'm just like, uh. oh, honey. The, the level of this complete non-subtlety that mm -hmm. Alia begins to have, especially because, you know, given the influence of, of the Baron, but right. there's so much where she basically is just like sitting on his lap, just like, mm -hmm. he's going to go real far in life, <laughs> ignore what I'm doing right now. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh, this is uncomfortable. Right. But um, I think also, before we forget, I know you mentioned that Jessica, you know, one of her first things she thought was, thought about Javid was she doesn't like his accent. It's important to note Javid does have a heavy accent. He is definitely Fremen, but it's not an accent that she recognizes, and that will be important later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mysterious. Mm. I mean, again, I would not be great at that. I'd be like, oh, you're uh, from Europe? <laughs> yeah. Whatever the Arrakis, <laughs> you know. Europe is. Yeah, version of Europe is. <laughs> uh, so... She's like, all right, fine. We'll do that. But then we're going to see my grandkids because that's why I'm here. Mm -hmm. So let's keep it moving. Yeah. Uh, they do think that there's a lot more. I do think that there's a lot more given to Javid in these chapters that ultimately ends up paying off at all. Mm -hmm. You know, because they're very much like, oh, he's a businessman. We can pay him off. Like, we'll see what we can do. And it's like, nah, he's just gonna. Yeah, yeah. no, he he's just no good. He's just kind of a creep. I like that he gives everyone the creeps, and that's probably why the Baron was into him. So into him, yeah. He was just like, oh, I like this creepy one over here. Like, oh. <laughs> Sounds like me. It's like, oh, Crispin Glover, get over here. <laughs> yeah. Watching any movie, I'm like, ooh, this villain has some real layers to him that I enjoy. <laughs> you were just giving me shit last night about, <gasps> about my Nicole Wallace like because I think fixation. no you could have a fixation you yourself can have a fixation with Nicole Wallace please feel free she's beautiful however <laughs> I don't think that it's a healthy situation for Bobby Gorin to get himself into it's clearly not healthy like no of course not but it's hot 
<laughs> I only support unhealthy relationships with villains if I'm having them. <laughs> Everyone else, I'm like, say, no, back away from that. That's you not good for Loki you. You Loki thing. You don't have any room to talk to I have no me. room whatsoever. <laughs> but I understand that and I respect that about myself. Um, <laughs> and because the movies have not seen fit to be like, hey, remember that, like, wife that he consistently emotionally abuses in the comics let's not do that right (laughs) (laughs) and it's like that because if that was happening in the movies i'd be like nope Uh uh-uh unhealthy don't appreciate this i was just talking about how much i love alice morgan Mm -hmm. on luther so i mean really i'm (laughs) hello pot this is kettle precisely just don't don't date them and i mean (laughs) our beloved (laughs) Prince Nuada is only obsessed with his sister, and that's yeah. not healthy for anyone. No, uh, but but it's he's hot. I don't know. Just like, well, let's talk about anything else. Like, why anything is evil else. hot? I don't understand it. I don't. It's, I don't appreciate yeah. it. No, because Lord knows that, especially when it comes to casting things, we we cast mm-hmm. good just as hot. But yeah. there's just something about it that doesn't have that same tinge. I mean, there's a few that can do both. Like Oscar mm-hmm. Isaac could do both pretty well. Yes. Yeah. Um, Chris Pine. I haven't really seen him be a villain, but like, I feel like there's enough just sort of, you know, sass mm-hmm. to Kirk that you're like, all right. Uh, he's so good. I love Chris Pine. Anyway. Best Anyhow, Kirk. moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Not so, super fantastic in the new Wonder Woman, but that's neither here nor there. No. But should we talk about uh, chapter six? We should, because we're back to the twins. But first, oh my god, all these books. (laughs) This one, appropriately enough, this epigraph is from... We're going back in time here. (laughs) Uh, It's from the Book of Diatribes from the Hate Chronicles. Yes, I saw it. I heard that in the audiobook. (laughs) I was like, yes, Hate Chronicles. Hate Chronicles. (laughs) We're back, baby. (laughs) The new YA sensation, The Hate Chronicles. <laughs> After the Great Reckoning, when the country separated into <laughs> chasms. Right. All right. I give you the desert chameleon, whose ability to blend itself into the background tells you all you need to know about the roots of ecology and the foundations of a personal identity. Thanks, Hate. Thanks, Hate. It's not really a diatribe. Not really. It's just no. kind of a thought. It's really just some information from mm. uh, a Ranger Rick Jr. magazine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I I like this chapter. Um, it did not make me feel quite as uh, depressed as the previous chapter. <laughs> Any of the... All, just I'm the just twins hanging say, out. Like, all of the Alia stuff, it just, it really fucking bumps me out. It makes me very sad and angry and frustrated. But, like, anytime we're back with, like, the twins or anything that Ollie is not a part of, I'm like, yes, on board. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're hanging out. Just chilling. Yeah. Leto's, Le- he's playing his little bow set that Gurney gave him for his birthday. Uh, I like that... His sister, not here for it. She's like, why are we sitting outside so I could listen to you play this song? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. She, they... fu- she fusses at him for playing, like, maudlin music. 
Very emo mood that Leto's in. Yeah, because he's also realizing that as he plays it, he finds himself more and more in Paul's mindset because, you know, mm-hmm. Paul knew how to play the battle set. And it's, that's, I mean, that, again, is is sad. Yeah. It's, like, he, and he's realizing, you know, this is less and less, I don't have control over this, mm-hmm. you know? I, I can't even just be me. It must be terrifying. Oh, my God. It's a terrifying prospect to me. And especially, like, even... And just setting aside the fact that he's pre-born and has all these, like, millennia of memories in, you know, in his consciousness. Like, he's still nine years old. Mm -hmm. And to, like, feel your free will slipping away just seems to, to be such a terrifying prospect. Yeah. That... Just the idea that you just don't have control over yourself. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing that's touched on in the previous book with when when Hate starts to realize his past is Duncan Idaho, where he's just like, I know that I know these things, but I don't know what they mean. Mm. Because that was me, but it wasn't me. Um, yeah, Ghani's just like, eh. I didn't want to come out here. <laughs> Our grandmother's not here yet. Um, he sings this little song. She's like, yeah. Uh, Gurney's going to make fun of you. <laughs> yep. He's going to call it moody nonsense, which I like. <laughs> yeah, it did sound very Gurney. And he's... Leto is starting to realize that as close as he and his sister are, he is having dreams and visions and whatnot that she's not getting. And so they're, they're getting these, he's calling them gaps, um, that they have this web of closeness and that there's now gaps in the web between the two of them. Like he says, you know, at first he thinks at this moment, if one of them died, the other one would exist within them. Like Mm -hmm. it was nothing because they have all the same memories, all the same thoughts, but he's starting to like gap from that. Mm -hmm. Um, Look around the desert. We're not seeing worms much anymore. No, but no there worms. is a forest on the edge of their vision. Just a little, a little bit. Uh, I like I really that there's... Like this... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I like that now that there's more open water and anytime there's a, apparently a cache of water, they put like little fish that'll kill sand trout in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. sand trout will suck up all your water. Yeah. And make it um, all dry. And they're just like, no. Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, so they put predator fish in it. I do like this little um, detail that while he's sitting there looking out at this, you know, forest in the distance. And he's thinking, like, there are, like, young people now. Like, not that he's not young, but there are young people now that think it's weird that there's sand dunes under that, under the their feet in that forest. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like how quickly the planet is changing, how much, you know, this Mm -hmm. all this man-made change. And he starts thinking about how all this man-made change is impacting his planet and the world around him. And it's not just in the sense of ecology, but also like there's been a huge shift in power dynamics because of it. Like Mm -hmm. the, the spice used to be like, the thing to have and now it's like well water is your real power now yeah and he starts to say you know 
the other, like, the children have said that they don't really find sand trout anymore, and mm-hmm. Gotti's just like, uh-huh, and? And he's realizing that, you know, he he's thinking about how at night, especially, all of the voices in his head are almost overpowering. Mm-hmm. And that he knows that his sister experiences the same thing, but she's not as afraid of it as he is. She's yeah. just sort of like, well, this is what it is. Um... And he's, yeah, he started to think in terms of, well, why don't we see sand trout? And what are these differences? Like you were saying, like, like looking out and realizing this. And Ghani's just kind of like, we have to focus on what's actually happening right now. Mm-hmm. Like, we cannot spend all this time thinking about, like, what's happening in the future and what are the, the deeper meanings of this? Like, our grandmother's coming and we don't know why. Um, and she's like, can we go inside? Like, maybe we could just go outside. Yeah. She's like, stop tormenting yourself. Yeah, like, why I are know. you looking at this rock where we go and play? You're just sitting out here, like, getting lost in your thoughts, like, and, and it's not healthy, and you need to just come in. There's a moment where he thinks about his past, like, he's riding a surfboard, which is the yeah. weirdest sudden, like, surfboard. <laughs> All of a sudden, there's surfboards. It just—it's an odd thing to throw in there. I get where the comparison comes from, but just like for the writing, like I get where Frank Herbert got it, but I don't feel like that's something that Leto should know. I don't know. It's just strange. Um, yeah, he's yeah. It was he's, a, it was a weird detail. Yeah, he's but yeah. Now he's just he's outside as the sun's going down. He's playing his battle set. He's singing sad songs. <laughs> he's saying things like "I stand between fish and worm," and his sister's like, "Okay." <laughs> <sighs> yeah, she's like, "Come on, let's go. I'm hungry. It's cold out here." And she's realizing, you know, she's like, "I have memories. I know that my da- that our dad used to start acting like this." So yeah. I don't like any of this that's happening to you right now, bro. Like, what is happening to you? Yeah. Um, and he lets it drop that he's been having prophetic dreams. And she's like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> he starts talking about the sand trout because he says, look, mm-hmm. I had these dreams. I know what happened. Like, the planet used to be a wet planet. Like, there used mm-hmm. to be all kinds of water here. And then the sound, the sand trout, like, just took over. And yeah. they kind of just, you know, sucked up all the water and made it a desert. And then they became sandworms. She's like, wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> yeah. She's like, the sand trout are the sandworms? And I like the yeah. little detail that she, it's not that she doesn't believe him. She just doesn't want to think about what memory, how far back he had to go to get this yeah. knowledge. And she's thinking about how the Fremen kids like to just, you know, as we said, they they pull for sand trout, they pull them out, and then they take Take them to the death still. Yeah, to the dehydrator. And she's like, oh, that's awkward. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You know, it's it's interesting because I think he goes back to, like, after the Fremen are forced to leave, like, their second home or something to that because remember like because the Fremen were just such a big part of a diaspora they were you know moved and shuttled around from planet to planet they had to flee Mm -hmm. places they were you know I I don't want to say it this way but space Jews 
basically that is what it's meant to be. Although there are also yeah. Jewish space people Jews. in this space, yeah. but we haven't learned about them yet. Right. Uh, she's just like, okay, what is happening <laughs> now? Like, how do you know this? Like, what have you been doing? And he's he's sort of just like, look, you know, I don't know. Like, I haven't been taking spice. I haven't been doing any of that, but this is happening to me regardless. And he says, look, you know, when the sand trout go, so do all the worms. Mm-hmm. And they're both and just like, like mm. we have to tell someone. And he's like, Alia already knows is the thing. Like, she's yeah. known this for a while. That's why she's so damn smug. Um, and, but you know, she thinks, like, no one's going to believe them over her. Yeah, if if we tell people and she denies it, then no one will believe us. Mm-hmm. So we have to convince Stilgar. And but that presents a different problem now is that because water is sort of how your wealth is measured now instead mm-hmm. of spice that, you know, now that the the power dynamics have shifted enough that, you know, it would make that knowledge dangerous, I feel like. And he also says that he has dreamed of himself enclosed in armor, quote unquote mm. armor, yep. racing across the dunes, and he's been to Jakarutu. Yes, the mythical Jakarutu. She's like, uh, no, you haven't, because that's <laughs> fake. And she's like, it's real. I gotta find the preacher and find out what's going on. And she's like, do you think that's her dad? And he's like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of like, I really hope he's not. <laughs> Yeah. Because uh, I, I, there are certain things that I just don't want to know, but I'm afraid that he might be. Yeah, I like, really I need to talk to just him. a crazy old guy in the desert and that mm-hmm. it wasn't going to be this whole thing. And she's like, why do we need, why do you need to go to Jakarutu? And he's like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but so, I know I have to. So Ghani's pretty scared and freaked out now. She's worried for her brother. She's the, worried that he's going to turn into another Alia. Yep. And they're both just, they won't say it out loud, but they're both thinking it, that, you know, abomination mm-hmm. is what happens if you start accessing your, your previous tasks too frequently and let mm-hmm. them take over. And yeah, they go back in. Finally, he's like, fine, I'll go inside. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm done with this. Like, let's go in and get ready for grandma to show up. Yeah. So that's the chapter. Oh, Children of Dune. Yes. And these children are... Of Dune. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, I was going to say, they're just, they're such interesting characters. Yeah. And it's, it's fun to have, as much as, the, you know, it's there's extenuating circumstances. It is nice mm-hmm. to have children characters in books that you're not like, what's happening? Like, yeah. it's not a book for children? No. Um, cause even books that I've read that I've, you know, reread where a character is a child, you're, you're anticipating when they get older. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, we're experiencing all of this with you. When will you be an adult? <laughs> <laughs> when will you so, have adult issues? Yeah. A lot of times I would say that, uh, it's true. I think some authors can, can write children in a way like very well that you kind of want to mm-hmm. just sort of trap them in amber and never want them to get older because they're just so perfect as they are. Yeah. I feel like Stephen King does this very well mm-hmm. with his 
children characters. I think um, Philip Pullman does it. Yes, yeah, too, too well. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> of course, now in, in, in his new series, you know, you have like a grown-up Lyra, and it's it's different. It's still good, but it's just very different. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Definitely. And you know, like you know, as we've you know talked about numerous times, you know, like we've read a lot of fantasy. You get a lot of mm-hmm. those epic stories where it's like we meet this character when they're ten, and then yeah. when it ends, they're thirty-five. <laughs> yeah. Um. And yeah, so it's it's nice to have child characters that you're not like every time they show up, going, "Oh, good." <laughs> yeah. Oh, the kids are here! Hooray! Yeah. Exactly. Because it it can it, when you're an adult, it can get tedious. Mm-hmm. So now yeah, this I've, will backfire on us a little bit in the future because there are <laughs> stuff, are things coming up that are going to be very uncomfortable. Um, if you've ever probably seen a meme about this book, you'll know what we're talking about. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's this one, guys. It's yeah. Uh, of course, this book just gets more uncomfortable as we see from the picture I posted on Instagram of the chapters coming up where Jessica's just like, way to just marry a younger version of me there, Duncan. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, Jessica. You can't say that part out loud. Yeah. No, you said the quiet part out loud. <laughs> Cause he's just like, yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. Like, Oh no. <laughs> oh guys, this is the worst conversation that's ever happened. And this is a book series made up of terrible conversations. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, that's yes. it though. For till until the next time, we've got plenty coming up. That's oh, yeah. it's so much. It's it's moving along at a at a good steady clip. So, and next time, I think we might even have to do like three chapters because I they're all like two short. pages long. Yeah, <laughs> like, we this might book do is that. nuts with the chapters. <laughs> Some of them are just short essays. <laughs> right. This, this is a collection of essays. Well, um, do we have anything that we want to plug this week? Um, I do not at the moment. Well, we have some stuff coming up for our Patreon. We sure do. Oh, we do. Besides early access to this episode, we are going to have a patrons-only episode on Children of Dune, the sci-fi miniseries. And that's with our returning guest, Catherine Kovach, who was with us for our uh, first viewing of the Dune miniseries. A mm-hmm. uh, lot of fun with that. We've got an episode coming up with uh, our friends Josh Hollis and Sammy C, previous and now returning guests, who we made watch David Lynch's Dune because neither one of them had ever seen it. They'd never seen it, so we made them watch it and talk about it with us. Uh-huh. And I think it changed their lives. I mean, yeah, in a way, I, I do. Well, I think uh, Josh, being a, a designer, like, has that sort of background in design and, and appreciated the design of the movie, which, you know, is stunning. So mm-hmm. that was, it was really, like, gratifying to talk about that with him. So that's something for patrons to look forward to. We're going to be announcing a big, like, our pa- our patrons already know about this, but we are going to be announcing a big giveaway for our two-year anniversary. We're going to yes. announce that in, I think I said in February, um, because our two-year anniversary will be coming around in March. And uh, yeah, we've got a 
fabulous prize for you guys. <laughs> do. It's so good. <laughs> it's so going to be a great. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Other than that, you can find us both in the show verse and as ourselves on Twitter. Um, yes. At what is our Twitter? Weirding Pod. I Weirding should know Pod. that. <laughs> Every time I look it up, I'm like, what is the name of it? Right. <laughs> and it's on my phone. Like I can switch to it at any time and it's still like, Ugh. I don't <laughs> yeah, keep these things in my brain, y'all. That's me with our Instagram. I never remember it. And it's literally the same thing. And we, I'm at MP Sunday. I'm at Bo North. And uh, you can find us over at thespool.net where we both write about film and television, mostly television. I'm off for a couple weeks, not writing anything because I'm moving, but Megan, you've got some stuff up over there. I do. I just did a review of the movie Elizabeth is Missing, which was great, uh, but very sad. So a little warning for that one. (laughs) And just, you know, hey, to get my numbers up, I recapped the second season of The Mandalorian. That they're all available now. So if you missed out on any of those, if you want to know my thoughts on wigs... In the Star Wars I universe, read your recaps, even though I don't watch the show, and I feel like I know what's going on on the show. And also, I really enjoyed your recaps. Thank you. Yeah. So that's gonna do it for us this time. We'll be back next week with more chapters from Children of Dune. Until then, everyone, stay safe. Be nice. Take, Take your spice. Look at us.